This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, thanks for having me on today. You bet. Thank you. Rick Spielman, former Minnesota Vikings general manager. He brought it. He brought it. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I look forward to having him on again. It'll be great. Um, did you notice the one word that he did not say when I asked him if Kirk Cousins can win a Super Bowl in, in uh, Minnesota? What's yeah. the one word? What's he, didn't, a, he didn't say yes. That's the word. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris Shad. He writes for us here at The Viking Age. Uh, before we get started today, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook, the uh, site's handle on twitter is at the viking age and you can uh, follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash the viking age and for of course and of course for those watching on youtube you can uh, make sure to like this video and subscribe below because we would just love for you to do that so all right let's just get right into today's topic chris we're going to begin with our uh, our hit segment checking down with Kirk, which has to do with the latest and greatest surrounding Mr. Kirk Cousins. So since we last talked, Aaron Rodgers has been announced or has announced that he will return to the Packers for the 2022 season. Russell Wilson has been traded to the Broncos and Carson Wentz has been traded to the Washington Commanders. So quarterback moves are happening. They're being made and there are probably, you know, many more to come and in addition to these moves, CBS Sports' Jason Locke and Fora tweeted on Wednesday night that a Kirk Cousins trade would not surprise him based on what he's heard about the Vikings from multiple NFL executives and the Athletics. Mike Duggar, who uh, covers the Seahawks, said on Sirius 
XM Radio on Wednesday that he wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks looked into a trade for Kirk Cousins. So, Chris, my question to you to start this show off is, are the chances higher or lower that Kirk Cousins gets traded since the last time we talked on Monday? Just by real numbers, I think it's higher because you have less quarterbacks that can fill a lot of spots in the NFL right now. Like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are probably the top two names on the list. You have Deshaun Watson. But outside of that, are you going to get Jimmy Garoppolo with a busted shoulder? Are you going to go get, I I, I don't know, is Kyler Murray available? Is Tom Brady available? Like those are the guys you got to think. So, I mean, if teams don't like those options or they're not available, I would say Kirk Cousins is probably the best option on the market right now. He's got consistency. He's got health. Uh, I think he's the first quarterback in Vikings history to start 16 or more games in four straight seasons. I mean, there's a lot of good qualities. And I mean, it only takes one team to sit there and go, yeah, we can make Kirk Cousins work. At that number, it might be a little bit difficult because I don't think Kirk is going to sign an extension. But I think that a trade probably is more likely at this point just because teams are going to run out of options here. Yeah, uh, he yeah he is the best until Friday because I think Friday is uh, when Deshaun Watson has his his grand jury stuff, so more could be cleared up about that as far as his availability and what teams are willing to to do to acquire him. Kirk Cousins is arguably easily arguably the best uh, quarterback on the market uh, the trade market and now some people some Vikings fans might wonder you know like if he's the best then why would you trade him because because the situation that the Vikings are in right now with their roster with their cap situation uh, extending a quarterback who is not willing to take a team friendly deal is not in their best interest Um, I think the Vikings have realized that and that's why we haven't heard anything about an extension being signed or extension talks progressing or the typical words that insiders like to use. What do you got? Well, and I I was just going to put out too, it's not in the best interest for cousins either. I mean, he gets painted as greedy, which is probably accurate, but at the same time, he's got to look at what's going on here. Like look at all the options that have come available. I mean, shoot just within the last, couple of days i mean not too many people had russell wilson getting traded you know going back two years ago i mean tom brady wound up a buccaneer everything so if i'm kirk cousins and i'm looking at this why would i sign a team-friendly deal at 25 million dollars when i could just go to free agency cash in and go get that because even if kirk cousins signs an extension the vikings are probably looking at drafting a replacement anyway or sure. finding a replacement either this year or next year. So he's not going to have that control. So all of this makes sense from Kirk Cousins' standpoint and also makes sense from the Vikings' standpoint because you don't know who's walking through that door. Even in the 2023 draft, like we talk about Bryce Young and we talk about C.J. Stroud, but there's always been a pop-up guy the last couple of years. Like Malik Willis is that guy this year. You know, two years ago you had Joe Burrow. Zach Wilson I know didn't have a good rookie season, but he was the guy that shot up the board. I mean – quarterbacks will appear in places that you don't expect them to appear. And I think that's something that the Vikings need to remember here as they go to the negotiating table with Cousins. Yeah, I think I think Kirk Cousins right now, you know, the best teams or the teams that are most likely to, to maybe acquire him. You look at the Colts and the, the cap space that they just freed up 
by getting rid of Carson Wentz. I think they have around they're projected to have around 70 million uh, when the new league year begins. Um, so you look at a team like that who could afford not only to take just a one year chance on Kirk Cousins, but could also even sign him to an extension if things work out or they're willing to try and see if things work out. Because I think some of the problems they had with Carson Wentz were uh, a lot of off the field problems, you know, not, not like getting into trouble and stuff, but more like leadership and just not clicking with, with what the, the Colts were trying to do. And I think Kirk Cousins for as much as we rag on him for not being like a great leader or, you know, willing to take risks. He's, he's a safe quarterback where him and Carson Wentz kind of do some similar things off the field, but Carson Wentz takes a whole lot more risks on the field and and Kirk Cousins doesn't do that and if the Colts think that that's what was holding them back last year then they could definitely go for someone like Kirk Cousins they do not have a first rounder this year they do I do believe they do have a second round pick this year they do have a first round pick next year so if the Colts are like hey we'll give you a first round pick next year a second or uh uh maybe I think they might have two thirds this year so if they give them like a third this year and a first next year I would totally be willing to take that, do you think Cousins going to the Colts is like is a realistic possibility, or do you think an, another team has a better chance of of landing Cousins? Well, I wrote down a couple of things. I mean, the Colts and the Carolina Panthers are probably the top two teams of the list because I don't know what they're doing at quarterback. Same goes for Seattle after trading away Russell Wilson. I yeah. don't think that Drew Locke is their long term answer, so they're probably looking for an upgrade. Um, the thing with Indianapolis and Carolina is that they don't have the picks. You just mentioned it. And I think that in any deal that you want to trade cousins, you want to get significant draft capital in return. I, I'm looking at a team like Cleveland. If they're that sick of Baker Mayfield, yeah. you know, maybe kind of a Stafford golf type trade could go down in that scenario, or maybe they attach a first round pick to Baker Mayfield and you take that. I don't think it would be, as extreme as that deal, but I think that it would be something that the Vikings should consider because you'll have more cap flexibility this year and the ability to move on from Baker Mayfield next year. So I think there's a lot of teams that could be in the market for a quarterback. As of right now, I, I think some of those teams just aren't ready to make the big deal and move ahead. Do you think, uh, you know, depending on what, what happens Friday, do you think, Deshaun Watson is at all like it could happen like he he's with the Vikings you, could you see the new regime being like hey you know let's let's just make a splash right now let's get this young guy in here and and, and build around him yeah it, it could definitely happen I mean the okay. only thing that you would look at with Watson is that he's on a very expensive contract as yeah. is so you would yeah. have to probably work out a new deal or something but the difference between him I mean you're getting a quarterback in his mid-20s where Kirk's in his mid-30s We've seen what Watson can do. And just from an on-field standpoint, I mean, the off-field thing is what it is. We'll find out what it is officially on Friday, I guess. But, yeah. I, I mean, from an on-field standpoint, hell yeah, I take Deshaun Watson over Kirk Cousins. <laughs> like, that's sure, not yeah. even a question. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, so. if I mean, and, and he potentially hasn't even reached his ceiling yet. And, you know, with Kevin O'Connell – being there, former quarterback, and and coming from the Rams offense, you know he might be able to get even more out of Deshaun Watson that we've seen. I mean, we know he can throw the deep ball and, and get out of trouble and stuff. And 
Uh, Justin Jefferson would love to have him there. Um, and we have heard there's there's been rumors. There's been rumors like people have thrown around like, you know, Vikings into Sean Watson. Like this isn't just something we're like picking out of thin air. There's been there's been chatter about that possibility. Um, but I, I keep going to the to the Steelers or whatever because they have Brian Flores and he he wanted him to come to Miami and, and uh, he is with the Steelers now. So I, I look at the Steelers first and that just depends on what they're willing to do. And then just, just, I don't know. I think Deshaun Watson is something for people to keep in the back of their minds as, as a possibility. Um, and Kirk Cousins to just doesn't Kirk Cousins seem like a Texans quarterback. Like, doesn't he just like, I feel like I could s- easily picture him in a, in a Texans uniform. Would you agree? Kirk in a cowboy hat. It'd be like, um, I mean, you're a wrestling fan. This might not appeal to everyone, but I mean, Kurt Angle with a little tiny cowboy hat on top. <laughs> I can see Kirk rocking that. The little chin strap on there. Uh, just to fit in. He'll, he'll pull the, uh, he'll pull the, uh, what, what is it? Uh, is it Mike? Is it Mike Kelly or the, the coach of LSU now? Uh, what's his Brian name? Brian Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Who uh, randomly picked up a, a Southern accent on his trip from Notre Dame to uh, LSU. It'll I could see Kirk. My team like, from Louisiana <laughs> and my family. My, my family. <laughs> um, all right. I talked about Rodgers a little bit in there. I mentioned he, he announced that he's going to return to the Packers. And, uh, you know, actually, one one more thing before we get to Mr. Mister Rodgers. Um, what are the chances you think Kirk Cousins is traded before the, the new league year begins, which it will it will begin March 16th, I believe, at like. 4 p.m. Eastern. What what are the what what do you think the chances are right now? 55%. 55. Okay. 55. I I think it's slightly he gets traded only because of that cap number, but from talking to a lot of people, I kind of get the feeling the Vikings if they need to, they'll just go, "Okay, we'll write off 45 million. It's not a big yeah. deal." I mean, it is a big deal, but in that case you keep that flexibility which I think is something that appeals to the Vikings in that case. Yeah. And I think we've heard the rum. We've not heard the rumblings. We'll talk about a little bit of like them moving on from some, some big name players who cost a lot. And I think uh, that would give them an excuse to get rid of those guys. But I think in the back of, you know, in their mind already, they're, they're, they're already prepared to move on from those guys, uh, whether Kirk is traded or not. So there's going to be some big changes. We've already seen it. We saw with, with Eric Sugarman, you know, people were like, "Wait, he's a trainer. Who cares? He was there for 16 years. Uh, it matters. Uh, they just they just hired someone who was like the top assistant trainer in the NFL or whatever. So uh, they're they're moving in a different direction, and it's pretty obvious to see that that's not only going to be with the coaching staff and the front office. It's also going to be with the roster. So, uh, but moving to to Rogers, who uh, made this whole circus scenario. Of, uh, you know, I don't know where I'm going to go. And then it's everything. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm just going to come back to the Packers. And there was a reported it's reported deal, like four-year extension, two-year, 200 million. And, of course, he comes out and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't sign anything yet because, you know, he has, he has to be the one to, to break it or whatever, or deliver the news. But my question for you is about Rodgers. Was all of this past year, you know, of being annoying and just just – and wanting to be in the news all the time, just was this just a ploy to get more money from the Packers? Probably partially. Like 
maybe 50% money, 50% attention. Like, I I think that's what we've kind of learned about Rodgers is that he's kind of a glory hog. He wants a spotlight on him. And there's nothing wrong with that. When you're a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, you can do whatever you want, especially when you have a franchise like the Green Bay Packers by the you-know-what. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers knows that he runs that franchise because they botched the pick on Jordan Love, which wasn't a bad pick at the time. I think a lot of people are kind of slaying them now, but, I mean, it's the same thing with the Vikings. If they take a quarterback and it doesn't work out, I mean, there's the same chance that the quarterback doesn't work out as, you know, if they take Sauce Gardner or something. But I I think to answer your question, I think Rodgers – I, I hate using another wrestling reference, but I've said this before. It's it's like do it, do it again. where he's just like, <laughs> acknowledge me. Acknowledge yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. I'm the head of the table. I yeah. I control the Miller Lights in the half-cooked yeah. brats. Yeah. Acknowledge me. Give me a contract. And the Packers just did. So um, he got what he wanted, I guess. I, I don't know if like – I mean, that's not a tradable contract. So you would have to think he's locked in there, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if it's If it's real. Uh, you know, <laughs> if he actually signed a contract, um, I think the through this whole year or whatever, I've just you know come to realize that you know maybe Aaron Rodgers' family wasn't the one who was wrong here. You know, we hear about his bad relationship or whatever with his family. Maybe they're the the sane ones, or or they're the ones you know in the right here because a lot of stuff that Aaron Rodgers has done in the last year. You know, don't tell him because he doesn't think he's he's done anything wrong. He's just been himself speaking his mind, uh, fighting for the the voiceless, I guess, as he likes to claim or whatever. Uh, but he, uh, you know, he this a lot. It was a lot of look at me stuff, and and you know, here we are again. Russell Wilson got traded, and he had to have that one last tweet where he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." You know, hold on, guys. I am coming back, but let's not get carried away on this contract because I didn't sign anything yet. Uh, but wait you know, until I eat this gallon of G I just purchased as yeah, part of yeah, a yeah. Uh, Panchakarma cleanse. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on to our second topic, which um, is also from Mr. Jason La Confora uh, from CBS Sports. He. Uh, in addition to his tweet about Kirk Cousins on Wednesday, he also wrote a column on Wednesday for CBS Sports that mentioned that the Vikings were reportedly open to dealing several high-priced veterans this offseason, including Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks, Michael Pierce, and dot 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 Dalvin Cook. Um, so those are some pretty those are some pretty big names as far as Vikings world goes. And they're also paid pretty nicely. I found it curious that Daniel Hunter was not included in there. I found it curious that Dalvin Cook was included in there. Um, so my question for you, Chris, is: Do we believe this, or is this maybe is this maybe a last, one last effort by the Vikings to to get Cousins to agree to a more team friendly extension, where it's like, okay, you can you can sign your long term deal worth a lot of money, but we're gonna have to get rid of everybody that can help you. So. What, what do you think about this? Like we talked about it last Monday where we're just like, you know, it would be odd if Quasey came in and he's just like, all right, we're going to change the coaching staff. We're going to change the training <laughs> staff. We're going to change this. We're going to change. But the roster, do not touch the roster. And the reality is somebody's got to go. Like I think 
this has gone back a couple of years. I don't think this is just a one-year thing. A lot of Viking fans out there look at the 2017 team and see a lot of the names from that team still on the roster. And, and that's great. I mean, it was a great team. It's probably one of the most fun years I've ever had as a Vikings fan. But at the same time, those names that were on that team are now five years older. A lot of those guys are pushing 30 and they're on more expensive contracts. So what can they really give you? I mean, Seattle released, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Oh shoot. What is it? Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they released Bobby Wagner because, you know, he's a little bit of an older player and maybe they're making salary cap space for Deshaun Watson. But, you know, that's a position where you need a younger player there. And Kendrick's, Still an impact player. He had bad PFF grades last year, so maybe they're looking at that. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I wouldn't be surprised if he was gone because when you look at the last three years, I mean, no running back has led the league in, or finished in the top 10 in rushing uh, with a salary over $10 million outside of Derrick Henry, who's just an absolute freak. Dalvin Cook is not that because he gets hurt every year. Uh, Adam Thielen, you know, my – appetite for carnage wants to see Adam Thielen gets released because every Minnesota Viking fan will go, well, he's from Minnesota. He's, he's whatever. Kyle Rudolph built a wing at the children's hospital. We can't let him go. Like if they like Adam Thielen is like the most telling decision they'll make for me, because if they release Adam Thielen, it is clear Quasi does not give a bleep about anybody on this roster, what jersey is in your closet, where they are from, what they have done in the community, any of that. We will not see the Kyle Rudolph reward contract he got after being nominated for man of the year because the Vikings put themselves in a box after that video. Did I say that out loud? Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, this this is the situation the Vikings are in. They need to turn oh, with over. with the letters? So if they – what's that? With the letters. Oh, with, with the, the letters. letters. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Because I, yeah. I, don't think if, I don't think if that gets released, I don't think they give them that contract. Uh, because it's a I PR never thought nightmare. of that. Yeah. 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 I, I mean – and I mean that just sounds harsh, but it's a business. And, and I'm Kyle Rudolph's a great guy. I, I know people that have been affected by that children's wing, so I'm not trying to shoot that down. Oh, but I yeah. mean, from a football business standpoint, the Vikings have made all these weird decisions where it's just like, thank you for being so loyal to us. You can't do that in the NFL. You can't do that in a salary cap league. That's how you wind up in the mess that they're in, going eight and nine and trying to dump over the couch cushions to just buy a nose tackle. Like, at some point, something has to drop. And when you have 30-year-olds on your roster who are contributing to a mediocre team, guess what? They're not that important. And the Vikings might be two or three years away from actually contributing like or like going to the Super Bowl. So these players are probably going to be, what, 34, 35, 36 by the time you get there? I, I think I'm a little high on that. But, I mean, they're not going to be in their prime. If you don't do it, you're delaying the alcohol. And, and I don't think they should cut them all. I'm just saying that th- this needs to be discussed. Yeah, there's a reason why these were these players were included in this this report. It's not just random. It's not he's not just like naming names. Uh, you know, despite what some people might think of Locke and Fora, he does have, you know, knowledge. He does have sources inside the league and outside the league that are close to what's going on. Um and the Dalvin Cook thing is really interesting to me because, um, you know, it reminds me of, you can go back to when the Eagles and they had LaShawn McCoy and they signed him to a big contract. And 
Then they dealt him to the Bills. And not long after that, they won a Super Bowl. Um, and then you look at where Kevin O'Connell's coming from. Could you name me the starting running back for the Rams in the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, was it Sony Michelle? It was Sony Michelle. Yeah. It was Sony Michelle. Uh, he, I can guarantee you, he did not cost $10 million. Uh, no, for he the was Rams. under two. Yeah. And the Rams just traded Todd Gurley, what, or, or released him a couple years ago, and they just won the Super Bowl. So that is uh, very intriguing to me because the person you just hired as your head coach has already proven that a Super Bowl can be won without an expensive running back. And even, you know, Kwesi has a little bit of connection to that, that Eagles regime that got rid of LaShawn McCoy because I believe Andrew Barry was part of that front office staff. He's now the general manager of the Browns, who is now, you know, who is where Kwesi came from. Um, so that's, I'm intrigued by that. I don't think the Vikings would free up a lot of cap space if they get rid of Dalvin. But if, if that's not really what they're looking for this year, if they're looking to more of, you know, get picks, I think that would be something to, interesting to see because there's teams, there's, he's, he's a good player for like a contender to get, like, like a, like a Chiefs or a Bills. You know, I could see them making a, making a trade for, for Dalvin Cook. And then I think Michael Pierce is obvious. I think Eric Kendricks is, kind of up in the air and then i think i've i've heard a lot of things about adam thielen restructuring i think if he doesn't do that then him being gone is more of a realistic possibility but i've heard a lot about him possibly restructuring so the the, the dalvin thing being thrown in there is really interesting to me and daniel daniel hunter not being included in there is really interesting to me too i i i think the vikings would like to keep him obviously they want to and he probably wants to get paid but the vikings also are in a similar situation with kirk where you know they have to look at the future more and like is this this guy has only played seven games in the last two years do we want to invest a bunch of money in him for him to you know not play again so i'm curious to see how all of that goes um and we'll probably find out a lot about that uh coming up shortly because the vikings still have are like under or 15 over the salary cap so they need to make some moves quickly if they're going to do anything in free agency this year. Uh, but real quick on this, of these four players, you can only pick one. Which one guy should the Vikings keep around for next season? I think out of the four, Adam Thielen's probably the one guy that I would because he's going to last the longest. I, I feel like his game is conducive to an older receiver. And I feel like the Minnesota Vikings strength is their offense and more particularly under Kevin O'Connell, their passing game. I mean, Dalvin Cook has been a great back, but at the same time, you have to realize that, I, I mean, you, he's not going to be this way forever. He's not going to be hurt. this explosive guy. He, he already yeah. gets hurt. And he wasn't, he wasn't I mean... I was going to say he's not that great, but I mean, you know, he ran for 1,100 yards. Well, I mean, he ran for over 200 against the Steelers. So, like, there's a good chunk of yardage. And they almost like, lost. He's, he, yeah. Yeah. And they almost lost that game. I mean, I, I hate to say he's not a needle mover, but it's kind of true just because of the position that he played. So, I mean, if you were to let go of Dalvin Cook, I, I mean, it's not going to hurt you as much long term as it would getting rid of Thielen or Kendricks, or um, 
I, I mean, I think Michael Pierce is gone. I, I think there's no way yeah, he comes he's gotta back. Be. Which, he's got to be. He seems like a nice guy, but I mean, at the same time, like I just said, you can't do that with business. Well, decisions. they can't. They can't be paying two nose tackles almost yeah. what, 15, 20 million? Like, yeah, that, that whole thing is still insane to me. Like, why you would like? <laughs> you can blame Rick Spielman for that. Like, I don't care if Mike Zimmer like suggested it or anything. You. Rick Spielman is the one who's going to be like, okay, we're not doing that because we already have a nose tackle. We're not going to sign another one just so you think, like, you think this is going to, you know, they'll plug up the middle of your defensive line, which didn't work because uh, everyone just ran to the outside because they weren't going to catch him. Um, but yeah, I, I I think Thielen, I would lean between Thielen or Kendricks. I think, you know, there's, I think Thielen has a bigger, I would say, trade market uh, in terms of him and, him and Kendricks. I think teams would be willing to give up more for him because he's he's still able to produce and catch a bunch of touchdowns. And as far as like Dalvin Cook goes, I think the Vikings, they're going to be building around Justin Jefferson. And it's weird to be like, they're going to build around a receiver, but he's that good that you build the offense around getting him the ball. Um, So I think like their their focus on having a dynamic running back is not going to be very high on their priority list. They want... Uh, they probably want a quarterback who can throw him the ball, who will take chances at throwing him the ball, um, an offensive line to protect that quarterback, um, some receivers to take some attention off of Justin Jefferson, and then maybe a running back. I, I don't, I just don't think running back is as high a priority for this offense and, and this regime that it was for the last one, which wanted to run Dalvin into the ground, give him the ball 70 times a game, and then be mad when he got hurt. Um, so, <laughs> moving on to our next topic, which is uh, which is free agency. We're going to talk some free agency stuff right now. Free agency begins officially on March 16th. Like I said a little earlier, we still don't know how much money the Vikings are going to have to spend in free agency this year, but we will likely find out very soon because the new league year is set to begin in, in less than a week. Uh, but no matter what, we should expect the Vikings to at least add a few players in free agency this year. You know, Chris, what are some of the position groups you think they should target in free agency? Because sometimes it's better to target positions in free agency rather than the draft. So what are some of these positions you think the Vikings should specifically target in free agency? Well, I think, you know, I believe, and I've heard this said before so i'm kind of stealing this take a little bit but free agency is almost like the tax where you don't draft well and i think the vikings Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have not drafted well along the offensive line all these years so Mm -hmm. i think that's where they need to start i mean i wrote about it at zone coverage how Mm -hmm. the evolution of the defensive tackle has been something like 10 years ago haloti nada was an all pro defensive tackle then you saw uh Jordan Davis just obliterate the scouting combine and look like a character from a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Garrett Bradbury is not stopping that. I, I'm sorry. I, if you're still on the Garrett Bradbury train and hope that year five is the answer. You O'Connell right is ahead. Kevin O'Connell is. Yeah. Kevin O'Connell's on board, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I, I mean, you gotta go after the interior offensive line because I believe, I think it's seven players are in PFF's top 50 of their free agent rankings. Yep. And that includes Ryan Jensen. That includes Brandon Sheriff. 
Um, that was before Roger Saffold got yep. released. I would yep. be giving him a call. Yep. Like you have to look at all these and even like the lesser guys like Austin Corbett, like yep. he's got a connection with Kevin O'Connell, call him up, see what he thinks. Like you have to find a way to find a proven guy. And even if, you know, let's say Wyatt Davis, you know, yeah. turns it on after last year, like at least get a guy to compete with him. Don't, don't leave yourself without a safety net there. Get yeah, a guy get, that yeah. started in yeah. the NFL and have him handle it. So I, I think interior offensive line is absolutely where they need to spend their money. Yeah. I think, I think you mentioned this uh, recently or, or somebody wrote about it, that the Vikings were linked to, to Lake and Tomlinson um, that they, they, were one of the teams that has interest in him, and he's a very good uh, guard too. I think he's been in like the PFF top fifteen or whatever the last two years uh, as as a as a left guard. So if that were the case, you know, maybe Ezra Cleveland moves over uh, to right guard, or he becomes, you know, maybe Ezra Cleveland becomes the depth guy because I don't think that would be terrible either. You know, why don't we just improve everything, including the starting lineup and depth? That would be crazy to do. Uh, because you know, in football, players get hurt. It's weird. Um, so <laughs> I think, you but know. you just throw them back out there if you're Mike Zimmer. Yeah, you're not you throw, hurt. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah, Come just, on. if or he's an offensive, get Sugarman offensive, to give him some yeah. tort all. Oh no, 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 no. If 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 he's an offensive tackle, he can play guard too, right? So you know, right. Uh, that's yeah. that's the the philosophy that I hope we get away from. Um, I'm looking at cornerback. For free agency, I think it's cornerback is a as a as a big need that the Vikings have, and you know as much as they are being mocked to draft a cornerback, I think I think I've mentioned this in the past that transitioning from college to the NFL as a cornerback uh, is one of the hardest positions to to transition from from the, the, those two levels. So I look at guys like Kyle Fuller and, and and Bryce Callahan, who are guys to keep an eye on because of their connection to Ed Donatel, former Broncos, and I think both former Bears, too, uh, when they were with uh, Vic Fangio. So they're familiar with this scheme, so I wouldn't be surprised to see those guys linked to the Vikings. You know, Some other notable names include Rasul Douglas, who kind of came out of nowhere to have a big season with the Packers. I'm expecting him to just go out and get as much money as possible uh, because he kind of had a, just a random, really good year. Um, you got Joe Hayden, who veteran, former, formerly of the Steelers. Uh, and then you have Charvarius Ward, who I think uh, might have been like Bill Barnwell or some some ESPN Plus article predicted that the Vikings would sign Charvarius Ward as like the, one of their big uh, free agency guys, a corner from the Chiefs. Um, so I I would expect them to both draft corners and sign veteran corners. Because right now their top guy is what Cameron Dantzler and number two is Chris Boyd, uh, so yeah, uh, and not uh, great. Well, great for Jeff, the gram though. Uh, Jeff Gladney was found not guilty today. By the way, if you uh, didn't see that, uh, and people are like, "Oh, the Vikings can bring him back. He's not coming back." Uh, don't don't. No. <laughs> Why would he come back to the team that cut him when he told, probably told them that he was not guilty, and now he's not guilty. He's not coming back to the Vikings. Uh, so I think we can just forget about that as being a possibility. Um, I think he'll probably just go to like some the Cowboys or something because he's from Texas. So um, Jeff Gladney is not coming back. Any other positions you think the Vikings should target in free agency? 
I think receiver is a sneaky one that they should look oh, yeah? at too. Okay. Um, I think this is a very good receiver class when it comes to free agents. Um, your top guys are Amari Cooper, Devontae Adams, Mike Williams, Allen Robinson, you know, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, I would give him a call despite the torn ACL. Um, you already have the connection cheap, yeah. with, yeah, connection with Justin Jefferson, connection with Kevin O'Connell. Um, half the team was wearing free OBJ shirts last season. So um, I think they're a fan of him. Uh, Another LSU connection is DJ Chark, who could be a deep threat receiver. You have him on the outside with Adam Thielen. You can move Justin Jefferson into the slot. And I think that's going to be one of the best parts of this offense is that Justin Jefferson isn't just going to be pigeonholed on the outside or in one spot. He's going to be moved all over the formation. So if you can get a guy like Chark, who can run on the outside, be that deep threat, uh, that could be good. Um, I just don't like the idea of rolling into next season going, okay, if Thielen gets hurt, we'll throw in K.J. Osborne. Or yeah. Amir Smith-Marset can do it. Well, like, B.C. Johnson's going to be I, healthy. Yeah, I, I want a safety net. I, I If you can find something cheap and just kind of an ace in the hole, Chad you'll get it. That's, <laughs> I, is he, I thought he got released. He's a free agent. I mean, Chad Beebe never gets released, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I thought he was still on the team somehow. He's a free, he's, he's not a free agent. He, he could come back, yeah. but uh, he's, right now he's a free agent. So Definitely squeeze him under the cap. <laughs> the the legend of, of Chad Beebe. I, a similar position, they also catch passes, but tight end for me is, is something I'd like to see the Vikings look at in, in free agency. Although I think this draft class is pretty deep with, with tight ends from what I've I've seen so far as some, some good ones, but I think, you know, Tyler Conklin's going to be free agent. He said he wants to come back to Minnesota, but I think if he's smart, he should go and get, you know, as much money as he can after the year that he had, who knows actually what, what his market is actually. Um, well, Kevin but, O'Connell loves 11 personnel too. Like, so yeah, if yeah, yeah, Conklin yeah, yeah. wants to actually play, he'll probably yeah. go somewhere else. Right. So, and I look at those guys like Jared Cook, who used to be with the Rams. Uh, there's Max Williams, former, what, gopher. Uh, was with the Cardinals last year. I think he got, he heard towards ACL or something last year. There's Mo Ellie Cox. I really just like his name. And I remember him torching the Vikings two seasons ago when the Vikings played the Colts. There's Evan Ingram, who I think could maybe blossom into something. He's like, he's young still. Um, maybe, but cause he had, he's had Daniel Jones as his quarterback. So I'm not really, I don't really judge anyone on the giants offense as far as, you know, production wise. Um, and then Gerald Everett, who was been with the Seahawks for a couple years. I think he was with the Rams too, actually. Um, so there's, there's a couple tight ends in there that that could come in and tight ends are typically not expensive. So that's why I think the Vikings might look to that position group in free agency. And I think a lot of people are banking on Irv Smith Jr. to be a yeah. uh, to be you know an instant contributor. He's been hurt each of the past two seasons. Like in the last time we saw him, it was like games where it's like two catches, ten yards, two touchdowns. Like I think Kevin O'Connell's going to use him a little bit more to his strengths. But I mean, it, it wasn't like Irv Smith Jr. was you know, Rob Gronkowski or anything when he was on the field. I think that he has the chance to be an impact player. But again, give me that safety net. Give me some depth. Like the guys you mentioned, I don't really like them as full-time starters. But I mean, 
it's better than, oh my God, we have nobody here. Let's trade a fourth rounder for Chris Herndon. Like you, you need to be prepared. Um, would you rather have the Vikings? Let's see. Have Kellen Mond be their backup? I obviously it depends who they want to be their starter. Or would you want them to go get a veteran backup like Mariota or something? Ah, it depends on the price. Like, I think they should get someone that can push Kirk a little bit. And I think this regime's not going to be afraid to do that if they keep him. So, but Sean I mean, Mannion? Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate coach, Sean Mannion. <laughs> like, he's a support system for Kirk Cousins as he throws a pick. Well, Kirk, I wouldn't have thrown that pass either. Like, there you go. Like, yeah. I. Yeah, I, I mean, somebody that at least puts a little bit of pressure on Cousins that if he does have a game like, let's say, the Atlanta game, you can bench him. Or maybe, like like I just wrote about this at Zone Coverage, too, about mm-hmm. my prediction with Carson Wentz, and everybody called me insane. But they turn around, they draft Jalen Hurts, and what does it do? It gives them an option. Where mm-hmm. Carson Wentz sucked in 2019 – they put in, or excuse me, 2020, they put in Jalen Hurts. They get rid of Wentz. They save about $20 million in cap room. They can build the rest of the roster. And next thing you know, they're in the playoffs. Like uh, giving yourself options, not only in that realm, but again, in the other realm where anything can happen with a quarterback carousel, like that's a good thing. So, I mean, can Marcus Mariota be that guy? I don't know. Can they draft a quarterback and have him be that guy. Like, I don't know. Well, you look at, you look at where Mariota came from. He was with the Titans and he was a starter. Yes. And they signed mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill and he was the backup. And, how- and then he went right in when Mariota, I don't know if he was hurt or they just put in Tannehill and Tannehill has been the starter ever since. And he got a nice little contract from it. So, you know, I, I always like the idea of having a good, backup like even if it was like case keenum like just give me someone mm-hmm. who can go in there and keep your team like competitive sean Mannion was not that like it made me so mad uh when before the packers game last year when they're, they're like you know they were saying like kellen mon isn't ready and sean Mannion gives us the best chance to win and i'm like that is one thousand percent your fault like there is no reason that kellen mon should not be better than Sean Mannion because Sean Mannion is terrible. Uh, like he, you could easily make an argument that he is the worst, like the worst quarterback who has a job in the NFL. Uh, Both so things like, can be true though. Yes. He could they, not have yes, been ready. I, I don't yes, think he was. I, I, don't I don't think they were lying. But was he given the chance? Was he given a good enough chance no, to be ready? That's absolutely not. Right. No. So, and that's what you're like, saying. And I agree. Yeah. With like that. that's, that is just baffling that you didn't even like try to get Kellen Mond ready to be uh, like a number two, because before the season even started, like, I'm like, okay, they got Kellen Mond, you know, if, and they got Sean Mannion, Sean Mannion can be the backup like during the season. But if Kirk Cousins has to miss a game, then I feel like you, you start Kellen Mond and you, you keep Mannion as the backup because he's, you know, the better sideline coach or whatever. I thought that's what, what was going to happen, but then Zimmer does the whole, uh, you know, Mannion gives us the best chance to win, and I'm like, well, that's not a very good chance. Uh, so, you know, let's, let's, With let's no get... practice that week either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got off the COVID list. Another, another example is when, going back, like, 
kind of back when the Eagles had what they do trade for Kevin Cobb, uh, and then they signed Michael Vick as their backup, and then <laughs> Vick took over very easily, um, and that team was way better with him. So like this whole you know moving on from Cousins, you know what are you gonna how are you gonna get a better option? It's like you really just never know sometimes. Like if if the Vikings sign a, a, a veteran backup and and go with Mon or some y- younger quarterback as a starter and or, or trade for for some you know journeyman or whatever like don't don't be so don't assume anything like Vikings fans of all people should know 2017 Case Keenum goes NFC championship with you know Jarek McKinnon and his as a starting running back like you know let's not like assume because Kirk Cousins can't be in there to win you eight games that uh the Vikings aren't going to be able to do better without him um and then one last thing uh one last cousins thing before we go did you see the comments from former vikings gm rick spielman when he was asked if kirk cousins could win the vikings a super bowl politicians would be proud of that (laughs) well you see i mean kirk's got a really good arm and uh he's really good (laughs) and in the pocket and stuff and you know you gotta put a good team around him unlike what i did um maybe uh yeah and then there was the eagles and what was that team yeah i don't really know i mean so you never kill the rest of the podcast yeah you never know you never know i i don't know i i didn't sign him to two ill-advised contracts don't look at me this guy that you made Mike Zimmer have on his team, you're like, well, you never know. He could win a Super Bowl, you know, maybe. Um, that's really, that's really exciting to really, just really great to hear from, from that. Sounds guy. like a guy to get behind. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he lands on his feet and gets a, another job with uh, probably go with, I hope he goes to the Lions, hangs out with his brother, and uh, helps that team get 900 draft picks. Um, so that's going to be it for today, Chris, unless you have anything else to say on free agency, Kirk Cousins, or, or Dalvin Cook, you know, what, or whatever you want to talk about. You got anything else? Let's, let's go. I mean, honestly, let's go. It's been a little quiet the last couple of days. Uh, with everything so i i'm just ready for the news to drop at this point we're we're down the home stretch and and word of advice for for vikings fans who aren't familiar the vikings like to give you breaking news at like one in the morning so anything is possible at all hours so uh you just gotta stay up all night sleep is not coffee on standby sleep is not really it's like having a newborn baby during uh this time of year every year like sleep is just it doesn't matter it's not you don't even have it so just uh make sure you're you're keeping an eye on that keep an eye on this podcast subscribe to this youtube channel if you have not already hit the like button on this video thank you for joining today make sure to not only subscribe to this channel make sure you follow the vikings on twitter and facebook um uh, but until next time which will be next monday And hopefully we will have some exciting roster moves to talk about. Who knows what they could be. But until next time, Chris and I will talk to you later.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.